Thanks, Scott Shannon. 76 days until you are the ultimate jury. Uh, programming note, I'm doing another virtual town hall. Our friends at uh, WPHT 1210 in Philly. Uh, Rich Cioli is going to be uh, hosting that for us. It's for autographed copies if you're interested. Don't forget, discounts, 40% off Amazon.com, uh, Hannity.com, Costco's, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, all all giving pretty big discounts, which I'm really happy about. Uh, and I did the whole audio. If you want to get the audio version, I did it all myself, uh, which authors rarely do, apparently. And thank you again for making uh, Live Free or Die the, the number one book in the country. We appreciate it. But more importantly, what happens in 76 days, that's the win that I want. That's why I wrote the book. That's why I am I'm spending these extra hours and enjoying it. I uh, wish I could see some, so many of you in person. That was the plan. Um, and hopefully maybe we'll be able to get out on the road before um, b- b- before November, after November, whatever. Take a you know, lot at stake in 76 days. Uh, I was just watching Fox, and they have this. Apparently the president is having this big event in Wisconsin, I think today or tonight, with bikers for Trump. Now, I met, remember we met these guys on the road in 2016. They're the coolest guys ever. There's a part of me that wishes I was hanging out with them every day, right in my Harley, having a great time, enjoying the wind in my face. Uh, I envy and admire people that, that make choices to, to do find their passion and love it. And then you get a group of people, and I'm thinking, you know, all right, Got hardcore guys that love Harleys, love, well, whatever bike they happen to have. It doesn't have to be a Harley. Um, look at Sensei, for example. Sensei loves his motorcycles, loves them. And uh, usually, you know, if I'm on the phone, I hear the, the you know, that, that unique Harley sound that only Harley has. And it's very cool. And they're wonderful people. You know what they are? The heart and soul of the country. Why? Because... These are people that work hard, play by the rules, pay their taxes, obey the laws, and the ones that get screwed day in and day out by government and their phony promises, ripped off with higher taxes. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. But yet, the, what makes America greater? It's people. What has made a, a, the, its people great? The ability to live in liberty and freedom. What's created a standard of living second to none? Uh, the envy of the world, that would be liberty, freedom, capitalism, risk-reward, invention, and innovation. That would all go away. Watch Ocasio-Cortez last night. That pretty much sums up where the Democratic Party's taken would take the country. You know, Biden pledging trillions of dollars for this new Green Deal. Everything's free, 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 free madness. Think about it. It's going to be free. You're going to get a free government education. Well, how's government education working in states right now that have been run by liberal Democrats for decades? Not well, but it's going to be free. Now we'll indoctrinate our kids from, I guess, the minute they get out of the womb uh, till the day they die. That cradle-to-grave utopia. We spend more per capita, per student, than any country in the industrialized world with the worst results, and the worst results usually are in these big cities run by liberal Democrats for decades. Well, I'm not sure why some people find it appealing to trust them even more. You know, where is all the chaos happening? All the the rioting, 
the violence that Jerry Nadler calls a myth that nobody at the Democratic Convention ever wants to even acknowledge. The reason they can't acknowledge it is that is their left-wing kook base, and they don't want to alienate them. That's why Kamala co-sponsored the Green New Deal. That's why Kamala, uh, uh, Kamala supported defunding the police in L.A. That's why Joe Biden said, please become the enemy and, and supports the reallocation monies away from the police. He's backed off on it, but I don't believe him. You know, that's why Bolshevik Bernie, I mean, this, the, the Bernie people still don't think he's hard enough core left wing. And he adopted the entire Bernie, we call it the, well, the president calls it the Bernie Biden manifesto. And AOC trillions of dollars for this Green New Deal madness. Kamala Harris thinks it's okay to take away guns based on executive order fiat. Just like, hell yeah, Beto Bozo. What is Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden, 125 years of swamp experience? What have they done to make this a better country and help Americans? Because I can give you Trump's record in just three and a half years. And all they do, they, there's, there's not a bit of honesty in the mob, the media, their biggest donator, the biggest donors. You know, if you don't have the integrity to call out premeditated fraud, FISA court, to spy on a presidential candidate transition team and deep into the presidency, there's no honesty in you. You can't claim you care about Russian interference and ignore Hillary's dirty, bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier. Because that's what it was, without which they wouldn't have been able to get Pfizer warrants. It was the bulk of information. They say, you know, it has to be verified. None of it was verified or verifiable. And they knew in August of 2016, they know weeks before Comey signed the first Pfizer application then lied to Trump. And Trump Tower said it's, oh, it's salacious, but not verified. Then, of course, the subsource of steel in January of 2017. None of this is true. And they continued to spy deep into the Trump presidency, as the attorney general has said. It's unbelievable. You know, you got people, they're, they're, they're on the sidelines throwing, you know, their, their typical attacks at Trump over coronavirus. Okay, the hysterical, xenophobic, fear-mongering of Trump 10 days after the first identified case. That travel ban saved incalculable numbers of lives. What was Joe saying? Calling it xenophobic, hysterical. It's sad. And then, of course, the rest of the Democrats are too busy with their impeachment hoax trial. Of course, breathtaking hypocrisy there, too, ignoring quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter and a billion taxpayer dollars leveraged uh, to Ukraine. Fire the prosecutor in six hours or you're not getting the money. Zero experience Hunter made millions. It's like the Bank of China. They traveled to China, made what got a one point five billion dollar deal. Bank of China, not Goldman Sachs. Not Deutsche Bank, not any of the big financial firms. No, Hunter Biden. Unbelievable. Um, you know, we see a lot of good news the mob won't tell you about. Now, what were we hoping when we saw these hot spots in California, Arizona, Texas, and Florida? Okay, remember, I always said it's a matter of when, not if. You're going to have hot spots. You're going to have resurgence. You know, the, China did this to the whole world. And uh, again, the president put the travel ban, subsequent travel bans in effect, had no support from any Democrat. The first quarantine, 50, 60 years, largest, fastest medical mobilization in history. Save Cuomo and, and Murphy and Wolf's you know what and Whitmer's you know what. 
as they were prepared for nothing. Cuomo's speech was pathetic. Now he's writing a book on this. It's just pathetic. On leadership, AP yesterday said that his one executive order decision, followed by Wolf and Murphy, to put COVID patients in nursing homes. Remember, Cuomo didn't use 70% of the beds Trump built for him and manned for him and converted to COVID-19 capabilities for him and provided every bit of PPE and every ventilator. And they did, they let stayed empty. And he's blaming Trump? Crazy. But anyway, the new data is, what do we hope for? You hope for a flattening of the curve. That has now happened in those four states. And then you see slight increase in the death, well, an increase in the death toll, then that drops, then it drops slightly, then the, the drop off, which is the pattern that is, has now happened from the Northeast now down through the, the Sunbelt states. And the good news from Johns Hopkins is, is that the 35,112 new confirmed cases uh, for Monday of this week, it's the lowest number since June 29th. So the pattern is holding. Our therapeutics are better. Younger people got it. So far fewer people died. Um, and yet, you know, we shut down the economy. By the way, at Goldman Sachs is, is projecting as high as a 27% increase in GDP for the third quarter. Remember, I told you when the May numbers came in, I was shocked. Because I didn't think we'd see these jobs coming back until August, the earliest. I was shocked. And then same with uh, June and July. And it never got as bad as, and now we're down to 11% unemployment. And headed downward. The news out today, Target hit a, you know, their words, Target stores in the second quarter, an explosion of online shopping led the department store giant to a record sales growth. Anyway, Target, the chain, reported a 24.3% spike in comparable sales for the uh, three months ending August 1. Biggest quarterly increase on record, driven by a 195% surge in digital comparable sales. And Target said its stores played a key role in the, in the blowout quarter, fulfilling more than 90% of total sales, even as consumers were struggling to show a, a preference for alternatives to in-store shopping. Walmart, their online sales nearly doubled as lockdown consumers armed with a stimulus package. They stocked up on everything they needed. The world's biggest retailers, online spikes went up 97% in the most recent quarter, ending July 31. And customers increasingly picking, uh, picking up their web-ordered groceries in a store par- parking lot. I mean, imagine if, if, if the packers didn't pack, the truckers didn't truck, the farmers didn't farm, right? We were screwed. The medical equipment manufacturers didn't work. Unbelievable. You know, I'm watching this, you know, disaster. Ratings just came in for night two. Big networks, they're down 48%. From just four years ago. That is, and, and I've never seen anything that dull, that boring, that ridiculous. How do you ignore what's happening in major cities? And the murder and the rioting and the mayhem and the looting and the arson. And then they just ignore it. I think Michelle Obama mentioned it last night. I'm thinking, excuse me. Yeah, nearly 30,000 people, over 25,000 people shot in the eight years that 
Barack and Joe were in the White House. I used to scroll the names of these people that were shot, the names of the people that were killed. I was doing that in the in the Barack and Joe years, saying, hello, what about these, these names? These are Americans. They're getting shot. What are you doing about it? They never mentioned it, never talked about it, rarely, like three times. What? what? I, I, it's inexplicable to me. It's Barack and Michelle's. Home city. Watching this this absolute shift show in New York. It was an interview that uh, was given by uh, the former NYC uh, New York City Police Department Commissioner Bill Bratton. He's saying this city's not going to recover from anti uh, anti cop crime wave in our lifetimes. He told our affiliate New York W O R. Scary stuff. Unbelievable. One of the, well, actually, I mean, well, look, the whole thing is a, an absolute boring mess, worse than an infomercial. I've actually purchased things. You ever watch infomercials, Linda, and purchase things? I have. Um, Yeah, a lot, actually. I know. <laughs> I got pots and pans once, and I think I got a George Foreman grill. I have two of them now. Love that grill. I get a lot so, of cleaning products, like all the new vacuum cleaners. Like, Yeah, okay, I'm not into cleaning products. That I means am shocked nothing. to hear that. Um. So AOC gives this speech. First off, she only has a minute. That's number one. Second of all, uh, no mention of Joe at all. Now, when she got to the end of this speech and she, you know, did the, the second of Bernie Sanders, I'm like, whoa, what was that? Now, it turns out, I guess it's procedural, procedural. They should have probably told people ahead of time, but at least that's what she's claiming. And she's mad that the media mob has gone after this, but you know, and she then goes on to talk about exactly what this new radical extreme socialist party is all about and what what her vision of 21st century social economic human rights, guaranteed health care, guaranteed higher education, guaranteed living wage, guaranteed labor rights, a movement striving to recognize, repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, homophobia. Is there anything America did good? Have we freed the world from communism, fascism, Nazism, imperial Japan, and more recently radical Islamism? We not created the greatest standard of living in the industrialized world? Anyway, and she goes on and then proposed to build reimagined systems of immigration. That means amnesty open borders. Foreign policy that turn away from violence and xenophobic, our, our, our xenophobia of, of past, of our past that uh, realizes the unsustainable brutality of an economy that rewards explosive inequalities of wealth for a few at the expense of the long-term stability. This is like the, this is the manifesto. Should be calling it the Bernie Biden AOC manifesto. And because it sounds like every socialist utopia, I did that whole chapter in Live Free or Die. This is the same rhetoric the same false promises, the same them against us. We'll take from them, those evil rich people, give it to you. Never works out, always fails, no matter what form, name, manifestation. All right, in bookstores everywhere, uh, including discounts at uh, Books of Million, Barnes & Noble, Costco, Target, Walmart, um, and Amazon.com, 40% off, live free or die. If you haven't gotten your copy, I did do the whole audio book myself. Uh, most authors do not. They might do a chapter or two chapters max, but I did the whole thing. I'm glad I did. 
Um, it was hard work, though. I'm not going to lie. 19 straight hours, and then from there, we had to do you know a few fixes here and there. Um, uh, one of the things, uh, this whole thing with, with Goodyear tires. Now, it's an American manufacturing company, and what I am shocked about is they banned people from wearing Make America Great Again attire. They allow Black Lives Matter gear. Now, again, there's a distinction. Black Lives Matter, the group. What do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? And pigs in a blanket and fry them like bacon. And had one of the leaders of Black Lives Matter on, on Martha's show on Fox saying some pretty outrageous things also. And those that, you know, um, use the same words but are not part of the organization and the radicalism of, of the organization. And it's like, why are they getting involved in politics? President said, fine, don't buy, we won't buy Goodyear tires. I'm like, why is Goodyear doing this? Goodyear needs to say, how about freedom of speech and let everyone go to work and wear whatever they want? As long, you know, unless you want to put everybody in a uniform or whatever. Um, unbelievable. Uh, just a double standard. Anyway, notorious anti-Semite Linda Sarsour told the Democratic Convention Caucus, this is absolutely our party. Notorious anti-Semite, anti-Israel activist, Linda Sarsour, uh, said, yes, she feels completely at home in the Democratic Party. Well, why not? We know where the squad is. We've discussed that in great detail, Congresswoman Omar and others. Anyway, they feature the Women's March. Now, it's funny because Biden had to immediately distance himself from this. And um, also, you had the Women's March leaders in, in the DNC's Tamika Mallory. Remember her? She broke. She spoke briefly during a meeting at the, the Black Caucus this week. Linda Sarsour appearing. Uh, and after 18, 18 months after seeming to pull their sponsorship of the Women's March due to allegations of anti-Semitism among, among the group's leadership, it appears the DNC welcomed two of the organization's controversial leaders back in the fold. Now, Biden and his campaign had to then later disavow Sarsour. Um, and there's a backlash over that appearance. Well thought out, just like it well planned, just like well produced, not on any level. Uh, absolutely our party, she says. You know, DNC chairman Tom Perez actually using Herman Cain's death to score cheap political points. Um, by the way, we have uh, the DNC Native American event included Elizabeth Warren. And apparently there was so many people going on. They were forced to disable the chat room. That went so well. Uh, a lot of us have been watching, you know, the moment that Biden officially was nominated. Um, he was like, oh, oh, am I up? Am I here? It was so weird. This, this is just getting more bizarre by the second. Does he have the strength, the stamina, the mental alertness and acumen for the hardest job in the world, the leader of the free world? I don't see it. I see frail and weak Joe Biden. Republicans came out with a good ad. What happened to Biden? It's more visual. I'd, otherwise, I'd play it. And uh, de Blasio says he didn't know the Democratic Convention, National Convention was this week. Oh, he knew. Trust me. And we got Russiagate figure Sally Yates. Oh, yeah, knowing what I know now, I would not have signed the FISA application to spy on a president. A little late. Um, 
you know, it's about the, the post office conspiracy theories. That's reached new levels. You know, we have one Democratic lawmaker chaining himself to a mailbox in order to defend it from Trump. Well, he could have done that when Barack and Joe were in office because they took away 14,000 of them. And that's how nuts it is. Uh, Then you got the madness. We'll get to this later. You got over at MSDNC, Joy Reid, along with Ben Rhodes, floating the idea of a Biden administration and paneling a Trump crimes commission after the election. Well, I guess Trump, if he wins, could do the, the Biden crime commission. Two can play that game, and you got quid pro quo, Joe, leveraging a billion bucks. You got the trip to China, the $1.5 billion from the Bank of China. This is a radical Democratic Party, which brings me, you know, by the way, I forgot when I mentioned Target, Walmart, Lowe's now report records, record sales booms. Lowe's, their sales for the second quarter, $27.3 billion. Up literally almost $7 billion for the second quarter. Comparable sales increased 34.2%. You know, say the same thing. Target, they set a record for the third quarter. 24.3% hike. Walmart, sales more than doubled. This is amazing. Uh, we have another indicator for the economy. Another sign that the president, that we're getting that. And I don't think you get a full V-shaped recovery, but we'll get the final third quarter numbers before election day we can't even have a debate one debate before they start voting in 16 states i don't like that at all anyway the we're now looking at market watch today housing starts rise a whopping 22.6 percent in july americans now re-entering the housing market in droves the only place it's not happening is big cities New York is an unmitigated disaster. I mean, occupancy rates, you know, we haven't seen these highs in 25 plus years. Sale prices in the, in the dump. Yeah, movers can't keep up with the demand to empty out apartments in New York. Anyway, Americans' uh, demand for homes was at a fever pitch before the pandemic. Now return. Low mortgage rates have made home buying a more affordable proposition for millions of Americans. By the way, I urge everybody, if you can, in my humble, my two cents, if you can, you know, if you can muster up and save the money to get the down payment to get your own place, I don't care if it's big or small, it doesn't matter. I think I paid $115,000 for my first house in Atlanta, well, actually Roswell, Georgia. I actually sold it at a profit when I left a couple of years later. And um, I loved my little house. Loved it. Oh, it was the greatest thing in the world. So happy. Um, so anyway, so the, I just was mentioning before the break about what Ocasio-Cortez is saying in her 60 seconds and what she didn't. She didn't mention Joe Biden at all. And then she, you know, she's, she's talking about what? 21st century social economic human rights, guaranteed health care, guaranteed higher education, guaranteed living wage, guaranteed labor rights, Uh, That means guaranteed government job, guaranteed wage uh, to recognize, repair the wounds of racial injustice, colonization, misogyny, homophobia, propose and build uh, reimagined systems of immigration and foreign policy. That's appeasement. And that would be open borders and amnesty. Turn uh, away from the violence and xenophobia of our past, a movement that realizes the unsustainable brutality of an economy that rewards explosive inequalities of wealth 
for a, the few at the expense of long-term stability for many and who organized a historic grassroots campaign to reclaim our democracy in a time when millions of people in the U.S. are looking deep at deep s- systemic solutions to the crisis of mass evictions, unemployment, lack of health care. And uh, out of all the people I hereby second the nomination of Bernie Sanders for president of the United States. Now, it became a big controversy. They gave her one minute. That's the party, but they're not talking about that. They're not talking about law and order, their amnesty programs, but they've stated it many, many times. Or defunding the police, they stated that. The new Green Deal, Biden's pledged trillions. Kamala was the co-sponsor in the Senate. Bolshevik Bernie, the economics are. AOC, the new Green Deals are. It's a little scary. Michael Goodwin, had a really he's been doing great columns in the New York Post and, you know, not ready for for crime time. And he points out that, you know, the, the Democrats are making a huge mistake by not bringing up the issue of law and order and ignoring it. You know, he points out, starts talking about old, young, progressive, super progressive, left, far left. Talks about identity politics. Everybody having something to say, but if there were a theme running through the night, I couldn't find it. There's not a theme except they hate Donald Trump. There's their theme. And let's not get too specific about what we're going to do because it'll scare the crap out of America. I'm looking at Wall Street, and I had a friend of mine I wrote, why is Wall Street rallying this way? And he's he's convinced they're confident Trump's going to win. That was his best analysis. You know, Newt had a great piece out. And, uh, you know, the presumptive Democratic nominee is clearly incapable of functioning as president. Everybody comes out of his basement bunker. It is it is embarrassingly clear. He can't be negotiating with the the Chinese Communist Party general secretary, President Xi or Vladimir Putin. And he's getting weaker and weaker. And I agree with Newt. Every single time he makes an appearance. You know, I received an email. Biden Harris headquarters showed a. Biden and Harris coming out of the doorway. They haven't they haven't answered a single question. They're doing, I think, People magazine, their first interview. Americans, he writes, are picking up on the implications of Biden's hiding. Thirty-eight percent of American voters think that they they thought the former vice president was in a cognitive decline. It was the one that said fifty-four percent or something to that effect. You know, you have six out of oh, this is the one. The six out of every ten Americans think. He's not likely to finish a four-year term. Now, you can raise the question, the age question about McCain. You can raise it about Reagan. Reagan in 1984, McCain in 2008, but we're not allowed to talk about this. 59% Rasmussen report. Likely voters believe Biden's vice presidential choice will become president during the next four years. That's 49% of Democrats, 57% of independents. And, you know, he predicts that Harris is going to turn out to be a disastrous vice presidential nominee. And the worst since uh, Eagleton who had to resign from the McGovern ticket. And he goes on to Harris has wavered between embracing the most radical positions and then opportunistically changing to more moderate positions when she gets blowback. She, she got 2% of the vote. The radicalism is going to matter. The American people are not going to know about this as much as the mob and the media is trying to hide it all. And they are trying to hide it. 
And, and you know, so they just, it's all hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump. AOC grabs the spotlight more in 60 seconds. Ari Fleisch had a great analysis on this. It matches the exact language in her Green New Deal. Yeah. That's what, she, well, Biden has already pledged trillions to this. And Republicans have got to shine a powerful light on how bad these policies are. He said that, too. I agree with him. And Bernie Sanders plans to mobilize the left. A lot of Bernie Sanders people don't support him. John Kerry, we're going to listen to that idiot on foreign policy. It's not even worth the time of day. Just lies about Trump's foreign policy. By the way, when he took off the handcuffs of our nation's military, you know, they beat back the caliphate in Syria that Biden and, and, and Joe and Barack, they were incapable of stopping. Remember, Biden was the one that didn't even want to take out bin Laden. And it was against what they did to Soleimani, Baghdadi and Associates, Al-Qaeda in Yemen. Well, I prefer peace through strength. The president has committed more money to build up our military defenses to defend the cause of freedom and liberty worldwide. And I really don't care about John Kasich. Or any, you know, John Kasich, he's got sore loseritis. You know, people, what is it, four or five now presidential candidates that Colin Powell has been for the Democrat. It's, he's a Democrat. Fine, he's entitled to his views. I have a lot of respect for his service. Don't agree with his politics at all. But, you know, all these guys, they, they, they all think they're going to win. Al Gore lost his mind when he lost. Hillary Clinton lost her mind. Kasich apparently lost his mind. Gone against everything he said he stood for. Then you got, you know, the late John McCain, same thing. Angry, bitter. So sad at the end. He had been an American hero. Romney, same thing there, too. And by the way, it's 40% discounted. Amazon.com, huge discounts at Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, Costco, Walmart, Man, every, pretty much everywhere. Um, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Another town hall virtual, 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, if you want to join us, just go to Hannity.com for details. Well, let me hear that music. Was that was that the music I thought I heard? Leonard Skinner and Simple Man? Well, that means only one thing. It means all things Bill O'Reilly and BillOReilly.com. Mr. O'Reilly, sir, how are you? I'm bored, Hannity. I am bored. <laughs> By the way, that is show. the first time you've actually given a simple man analysis because it is boring as hell, and nobody's watching it. The uh, networks are averaging two million viewers. I know. Two million. And to put that in perspective, you could have a chimpanzee oh, jump boy. up and down for an hour and get three million. Easily. You, 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 Shark you, Week people, does better, Bill. Yeah, you <laughs> could, people would go, you know, they, they watch it a little, and they tune in, they come back, well, is he going to do something different? Are you going to give him a banana? Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, so it's, it's basically there are 320 million people in America, and on each network um, they're watching in prime time now. This prime time. Two million are watching. So that, and, and the reason this is happening isn't because they don't like the Democratic Party. I mean, many people don't, but the party will get millions of votes in November. The reason is it's so boring. 
So the main theme that has emerged in, in Simpleville, where I live, is that Joe <laughs> By Biden the way, I is, can't take it. You don't live in Simpleville. I live in you're, Simple. You are the mo- you're one of the most complicated human beings on Earth. Your analysis at times, bored, you know, that's simple. I like that part, but you're not simple. That's the whole <laughs> irony. Simpleville is a new incorporated village. Anyway, (laughs) you basically, the theme is that Joe Biden has empathy, has empathy. He's empathetic. Word of the day. All right, good. That's fine. Great. He is empathetic. Do you want, is that what we've come to? I mean, so if he's empathetic, then why don't we just put Phil Donahue in as president? Phil's still around. He's up in Connecticut. Let's just get Phil in. But the thing that that jumped out at me, and I don't know whether you saw my analysis on BillOReilly.com last night, was Michelle Obama. Uh, And Michelle Obama's a star. I mean, she... I think you're outselling her book, but it's it's close. I mean, she sold a ton of books. And a lot of We've been number one for three weeks in a row. I know that. And um, but anyway, she by the way, thank you to this audience. But go ahead. So she gets up there and she says, quote, all right, our children should not have to go to the movies and should not have to go to math class with the threat of them being killed. Remember that? Mm hmm. All right. When I heard that, my head just snapped and I immediately did my research in the eight years of Biden and Obama, 25,000 people were shot in Michelle Obama's hometown of Chicago. More than 25,000. That is staggering. And then I did more research. Did Joe Biden or Barack Obama go to Chicago and hold a press conference about this? No, they did not. Then I did more research and found out that about 98% of the 25,000 who were shot in those eight years were African-American. So I'm saying to myself, all right, you're addressing the world, Mrs. Obama, and I have respect for you. I mean, I think you conducted yourself well as a first lady. And you're telling the world that under President Trump, Children of color are afraid to go to the movies or a math class. Yet, under your husband, 25,000 were killed and he did nothing. Can I, help, is, can, I, can I pat myself on the back and say, simple minds, you know, great simple minds think alike? You did. Bill, I used to scroll the names of people shot every weekend in Chicago, the long list of names. Yeah. They barely ever mentioned Chicago. That's their hometown, as you point out. They did nothing. They said nothing. They ignored it. And you're right that, you know, to, to listen to this now, oh, this is a crisis. Excuse me. It was a crisis when you both were in the Oval Office. Thank you very much. Why didn't you do anything? Right. And, and that's the point. So when you have, uh, you know, a smart woman like Michelle Obama, and she is, all right, and a speech written for her. She did not write the speech. By the way, written two weeks before Kamala was ever picked, she never mentioned yeah, her. But that's all right. I mean, Kamala is not, to Michelle Obama, means nothing. All right? And, I, and I'm Bill, saying that. that be, Bill, that. I know that. Hang on, Bill, if, if, let's say, you know, <laughs> you're the former first lady. Yeah. And, 
okay, and all the adjectives that you have uh, bestowed on her, and you're not going to acknowledge the first African American vice presidential nominee in history because you didn't. You've taped. You taped the the speech before the announcement was made. You can, you can't even go. They, they had edits. If you notice, they had different camera angles. It would have been simple to to edit it in. But, but Harry, they, what I'm trying to tell you in my simple way is they don't care. They don't care about Kamala Harris. It's not about Kamala Harris. All right, It's about Joe Biden. And I don't believe, and I could be wrong on this. Ooh, I hate saying that. That's just a pain in my chest when I say I, oh, I could be wrong. All like right. Fonzie in Happy Days. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that Barack Obama likes Joe Biden as far as a president is concerned. He likes him as a guy. Maybe they'll have a uh, Miller light together. But as a president, I think Obama goes, I don't know about this guy. So I don't think there's a lot invested in the Obamas up there in Martha's Vineyard right now having a swell time. They have to do what they're doing. And Michelle Obama, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, four years from now, particularly if Trump wins, you see her uh, arise as a candidate. I would not be surprised. Okay, so all of this setup is all right. You got to elect Joe because Joe's empathetic, and I'm going. I need more than that. I really need more than that, and there is no more. The Politico this week. I'm not sure yeah. if you saw it. I know I you did. read a lot. I read a lot, but you know we don't read everything. Um, don't underestimate Joe's ability to f things up. Barack said that. I know. And you, yeah, and you said by the way, Joe's probably a good guy to have a beer with. I think he wanted to have a beer with me more, and I got the evidence, simple man. Would you like to hear it? Sure. Play think it. about it. Well, uh, there, that's there, a there, hateful no, thing. There, Fox News there, is there, not there, hateful. If you were watching Sean Hannity consistently. He's a commentator, you, you would. These guys, they've given me a hard time. With respect to Sean Hannity, I, I didn't know that he had invited me for a beer. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I, I will take that under advisement. Gen generally... Uh, his opinion of me does not seem to be very high, but, uh, but I'm always good for a beer. Is, is Sean Hannity suddenly going to get on the airways and say, you know, I was wrong about this Obama guy. He's, he's my man. No. I mean, I think that there's a certain segment uh, of hardcore Sean Hannity fans that probably wouldn't want to go have a beer with me. There's no doubt about that. Bill, I offered to have a beer with him, and uh, I even offered to pay in the spirit of spreading the wealth. You know, I think he would enjoy having a beer with you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. He didn't like you as a commentator, but if you and I were to go out with Barack Obama, if we were to take the ferry from Woods Hole, Massachusetts, to Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> and somehow sneak onto his property and kidnap Sneak him. onto his property. Okay, yeah, yeah without yeah, getting a shot. It. He'd enjoy it. I know. I, listen, <laughs> I've spent enough time with him to know who he is. He doesn't like criticism. I mean, he doesn't like the fact that you don't like the liberal precincts because he lives there. But so what? I mean, that's America. I don't have a beef with that. I, I, listen, I, I, I've said I think he and Michelle are good parents. I really believe that. I yeah, think they, they did a, listen, a good job with their kids. And, and I always I, said that. Kimmel asked me one time, you know, he's trying to bait me into saying something bad about Obama. And I said, listen, I think Obama's a patriot. He just sees it differently than I see it. Nah, I, I, you, this is where you and I are going to go our, our separate, simple ways. I think Barack Obama, and think about this, Bill, the party's gone so hardcore, radical, leftist, socialist, and extreme. Remember, he was for building a wall. 
Uh, he was yeah. not for gay marriage. He was not for reparations. And, That's what I'm talking about. But I think his background with Olinsky and Acorn and community organizing and black liberation theology, Wright, Ayers, and Dorn showed me, and I think he hid it, and that was what the Democrats used to do, hide it. Now, for the first time, they're taking on full-on socialism. That's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, but he's an opportunist, just like Kamala Harris and Biden, to a lesser extent. Biden's a swamp creature. Do you ever watch that movie, Swamp Thing? Do you ever see that? I don't remember it. I don't, I, you know, I, I can only right, imagine. Swamp Thing, starring Joe Biden, he's going to be in a remake. He's been there forever. <laughs> he's going to be in Everett. You know, he's a swamp thing. Bill O'Reilly, you can steal this for your newscast. The combined years in the swamp, Pelosi, Schumer, and Biden, guess how many years? Prehistoric levels. By the way, dinosaurs were around, right? 125 years yeah, combined. I know. I know. It's crazy. Of swamps. Um, by the, you're on your game today. You're so on today. Well, you know, I'm I'm usually on, but you just don't notice it. Today, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not aware sure. enough. That's yeah, you're it. very aware today. <laughs> oh, I need a chuckle today. I need. It's one of those days, Bill. It's. Uh, I'll stay right there. All things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Uh, his no spin news you can get, of course, and uh, everything else. O'Reilly's got a book coming out soon, which uh, we're going to do. I think the first interview with Bill. I'm actually going to go on his podcast, and I'm giving him a non-cupcake interview. I'm going hard at Bill O'Reilly. This is payback. I warned him it's coming. All right, all things uh, Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com as we continue with him. Um, all right, give big picture. We're now 76 days away from Election Day. Uh, I don't think this convention's going particularly well for the Democrats. I think Newt Gingrich had a great column today, and, and he pointed out that Biden is clearly incapable of functioning as president, and we see it every time he comes out of his basement. He's performing weaker and weaker with each passing week. I agree with him. And I think now the American people have picked up on that. And Harris is, uh, I, I don't think it's going to turn out to be a good choice in the end. I agree with him on that point. And I also believe um, it's, it's, not gonna, it's just not going to end well. And the depth of radicalism exposed, the American people aren't going to buy this. A couple of things. You know what Biden's doing right now as we what? speak? Sleeping. He's taking a nappy. No, he's rehearsing. Of course he and is. And I, I have this from very good source. I hate to use anonymous sources, but I have to in this case. So he's rehearsing today, all right, for his speech tomorrow night. And the rehearsals are not going well. And he's got to read the prompter. He's got to read it with some authority. And that's what they're trying to get to. So they announced the uh, Biden campaign. He's going to do it live. But now... There is a segment of advisors that say, you know what, I'm going to have to tape this. I think in the end he will do the speech live, and I am the king of do it live, as you know. Um, <laughs> I think he will do it live. By the way, for people that have no idea what that's about, oh, man, you are missing. That was Bill O'Reilly's greatest joke in history. Yep, I yelled, uh, we got to do it live, <laughs> and that got out on the Internet and maybe even more famous. I like the rap version of it, but go ahead. Okay, so... I wrote a book called Killing Reagan, and after Ronald Reagan was shot shortly after he assumed office in 1981, his mental um, facilities declined drastically, and he was still president of the United States. And the Reagan team kept it quiet. They never knew what day 
what was going to happen that day. Now, Ronald Reagan made a tremendous comeback. I, I have never seen a historical figure come back. He was almost dead on that operating table. So it's all chronicled in killing Reagan. So I would just caution everybody to say, look, Biden is obviously befuddled. That's the word I use. It's an accurate word. He looks confused many, many times, but there are times when he doesn't. And in order for his campaign to fall apart, as Newt Gingrich predicts, that confusion is going to have to be demonstrated in one of the three debates. And that will tell the tale of the election because of COVID. It's not an election that's based on issues anymore. It's all emotion. If Biden falters in the three debates or doesn't show up or something happens like that, I think Trump will win. But if he can hold his own with Trump, then it's going to go right down to the day of the vote. And that's how I see it. Bill O'Reilly, all things BillOReilly.com, simple man. Uh, we'll be watching your uh, newscast. And thanks, as always, for being with us. And maybe if you set up the and arrange the, the beer with Obama, I'll pay. All right, we'll do it. And I will be and I will be respectful and I'll be friendly and charming and nice and all the things I'm capable of being. Might have some spirited discussions, but that's up to him. All right, Bill O'Reilly, thank you. Uh, don't forget, Hannity.com, Amazon.com, 40% off now, live free or die. If you haven't gotten your copy, it, it is your guide. All you need to know to inform yourself how high the stakes are in 76 days. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, uh, Amazon.com, 40% discount. If you do want an autograph copy, uh, we have another virtual town hall event uh, starting at 7 tonight. You can just click in. It's our Philadelphia uh, huge affiliate, WPHT, uh, Rich Scioli, great guy. Um, he's going to be hosting it for us, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but it's for signed copies, and uh, yes, I sign them all myself. People, I honestly, we, it was one of the, the the biggest downside in this is we had big plans to travel the country. I mean, we, we were going to be everywhere. We we're going to be at the Nixon Library, the Reagan Library. We we're going to be uh, at Crown Burger in Salt Lake City with our friend Rod Arquette. We were going to be in Dallas. We were going to be in Atlanta. We were going to be in Orlando. We were going to be in Jacksonville. We we're going to be uh, in Michigan. We we're going to be everywhere. Um, and I wish I could have gotten out there. Um, it, it just is what it is. Uh, although I will say from a COVID update, I'll, I'll give more details later in, in the next hour. But uh, the cases now have hit a, another new plateau low in terms of the pattern hold, is holding. You peak, then you have you, you, you flatten the curve. You have an increase at that point in the death toll. Then you see a slight decline, then a rapid decline in new cases and deaths, period. And that now is, has been its pattern uh, as best as in layman terms as I could possibly uh, say it. Um, I know schools, uh, certainly UNC and Notre Dame have made a lot of news. But in terms of the actual count uh, around the country, the U.S. daily COVID cases and, and death numbers have tumbled really dramatically with John Hopkins recording uh, 35,112 new cases confirmed for uh, early this week. That's the lowest since June 29th. And if that pattern holds, again, where we made our, our greatest amount of improvements, well, therapeutics, one. You don't have the high, higher death rate that New York had. I told you about the AP study as it relates to Andrew Cuomo. I mean, I, I just can't even believe 
This guy is out there promoting a book, American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Well, the AP said that, well, the reported 6,000 or 6,400 elderly people, frail people that died in New York and in in long-term care facilities and nursing homes, they said that number is closer to 11,000. No mention on, on whether it would include the governor's bungling response when he sent COVID-19 patients. And he left 70-plus percent of the beds that that Donald Trump built, manned, converted for COVID-19 capabilities and, and the mercy ship and providing all of the PPE because this dope didn't listen to his own health task force that said he'd be short on peak week in a pandemic, which will happen, not a matter of, of if, a matter of when, 15,783 screaming, I need ventilators. Well, he got all the ventilators thanks to Donald Trump. Why would you why would you put COVID-19 patients? The nursing homes were saying, don't do this. We don't have the ability to care for these people. He did it anyway. Now, AP and their investigative report saying many as 11,000, maybe more. Well, is that going to be mentioned in his brand new book? I mean, I just, I watched it him the other night. I just couldn't believe how delusional he was. So let me get into this issue of the age question uh, once more. Um, look, I'm giving you my layman's analysis. And I think the Trump campaign ad, if we can pull this up, they have a, a before and after Biden in the past and Biden today. It's, it's a great ad. And the Democrats had no problem talking about John McCain's age in 2008. They had no problem talking about or raising the age question when Ronald Reagan was seeking re-election in 1984. Uh, but now any one dare mention this, it's, it's off limits. I don't think so. I think the person so far that's given the best speech at the DNC and the one that had the most amount of energy passion, enthusiasm is Bolshevik Bernie. He's a year older than Joe. You know what? Joe. I strongly disagree. You know who the right person was? Let me tell you. AOC? You ready? AOC. No. That guy who tested the mic before any of them spoke. <laughs> that guy. That guy's my hero. Uh, would you like us to play it? The no. version that we can play? I mean, literally, um, that's how bad they are. I'm like, could the guy who was saying check one, two come back? Because he made more sense than any of you. Before. No, that's probably true. But okay. In terms of, so in other words, there's a big difference in terms of strength, stamina, energy level, mental alertness, mental acuity between Bernie Sanders and Joe. It's just a fact. Um, the same can be said. I mean, Joe Biden, if he were to ever win this thing, God forbid, would be older on the first day of office than Reagan was when he left office. But, you know, Joe Biden is out there, his wife saying attacking his cognitive abilities is not a fair attack. Well, why didn't you say that when uh, McCain was running? Why didn't you say that when uh, Reagan was running? Listen. The president's campaign this week released an ad just uh, really attacking your husband's cognitive ability, suggesting that he's lost a step or two in the last few years. As far as you're concerned, is that a fair attack? Is that something that should be debated as part of the campaign? No, no, it's ridiculous. I mean, Joe's on the phone every single minute of the, of the day talking to governors who are who are calling him and Nancy Pelosi. He's on the Zoom. He's doing fundraisers. He's doing briefings. I mean, he doesn't stop from nine in the morning till 11 at night. So that, you know, that's ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. You can't bring this up. Well, the problem, um, and I, I fully completely understand and have no problem with Joe, Jill Biden defending her husband, but the reality is my eyes are not lying to me. I see what I see. I think the American people see what they see. And, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Well, let's play some of the greatest hits, and this is the short version. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. I'm back. I've been here a number of times. Last time was, I think, uh, all the way back in 2014. But I've been here before that. I love this place. I love, look, what's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a Oops, neat town. New Hampshire. What a, I mean, this is sort of a scenic, beautiful town. The mayor's been a good guy. And they've got, everybody's been really friendly. <clears throat> I like Keenan. Lonnie knows I believe this every fiber of my being. We're posed. I, what I propose is, is it can be done. I think we're in a position to, to really make it happen. And my team and your team are already working closely together in light, to light up the path forward here. Critical laws like the PRO Act to strengthen collective bargaining. On politics like prevailing and, for, look, I guess I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm t- taking too much time, but, you know. He didn't say anything. Come on, man. What are you? Did you get tested for cocaine? You a junkie, man? Come on, man. But please clarify specifically. Have you taken a cognitive? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think? Huh? Are are you a junkie? What do you say to President Trump who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters? Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There can be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't I, I probably shouldn't say. Anyway. I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness and uh, to uh, you know to make a judgment about who I am. My physical and mental f- what's the word? What's the word? And you know the stupid media thinks I was ma- that I was making fun saying that he's a stutterer, which I would never make fun of. I mean that's the st- that's not what that was about at all. You didn't remember the word. That's a struggle to find. There's always we all these truths to be self-evident. All men are created. Oh, by the the thing you you know the thing and oh man, come on, man, and this anger. Did you get tested for cocaine? You a junkie? Come on, man. You didn't know the difference between an elephant and a lion. Do you think he was trying to say donkey? What did he, what was he talking about? Elephant Again, I don't think that we should ever attempt to decipher Joe Biden. <laughs> I just I, I still can't figure it out. And you anyway, should be happy about that. When he starts to make sense to you, it's time to check in. It's time for me to check in. To, or you mean basically you're telling me to check out? A hundred percent. Okay, you're going to pull the microphone away from me like you I'm pulled my drop Twitter that away. My Facebook is taken away. My Instagram is taken away. I have no access. I have no email. I have nothing. That's right, man. And you're come welcome. on, man. I want my stuff back. Are you a junkie? Come on, man. Come on. All right. Pennsylvania. Let's say hi to James. James, how are you? You're a trucker. I see. 
Uh, thank God for what you do every day. You uh, provide every single thing we consume. Without you guys, we're dead. Oh, I thank you, Sean. And uh, my name is James. I'm a recovering liberal. <laughs> and it was only too much of a pleasure to listen to your book. And by the way, the other day you got down on yourself uh, for your narration. Nah, don't do that. You did a great job. Fantastic book. Oh, uh, that means way, a lot. I, I can't the... listen to it. I, I I can't. But I spent. I put no, my I heart can't into it. To myself either. <laughs> I can't listen. I to just can't listen either. to it. Can yeah, you imagine I, I nineteen hours on a it. weekend? That's probably like an average day for you driving. I heard the hours of driving have increased a lot, right? I'll run about nine hours a day, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, depending on how far I gotta go. Uh, average is anywhere between five hundred and seven hundred and fifty miles a run or a day of running. Uh my lab my, my, my first truck as an owner operator was an O seven Columbia and I retired that with 1.29 million miles on the clock, and I've wow. been doing this like almost 20 years. Do you uh, love it? Do yeah, you really our, our, love it? Of course I do. I, that's why I keep doing it. Um, the, 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 you're going to trip here in a second. You, you, you gave Bill O'Reilly props for being the king of doing it live, but my grandpa <laughs> is the original king of doing it live. You remember Milton Berle? I do. Of course. That's, who my, that's my grandfather. So no way! Call Bill O'Reilly the reigning king of doing it live. Grandpa Uncle Milty, be the king. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, man. That's okay, that's your, legendary. Your producer is probably going to start looking this up in a second. I'm Victoria's oldest son. No, listen. So I'm not, I'm why, would I, why would I doubt you? What I mean? What benefit? <laughs> you know, him and Milton Berle and Jackie Gleason. You know, Jackie Gleason, like with the honeymooners in oh. the show. You know, he would never, he would never do a run through. He always wanted I it love, live, and he never wanted yep. to practice. He'd show up, and he would, and he wanted it to be that organic. And right, there's, there's no better people than those two yep. you just mentioned. That's true. Grandpa was like that as well. Grandpa was Grandpa was was meticulous about anything. I'm, especially if he was if he was doing a live uh, performance of any kind. Um, uh, case in point, um, my wife and I were invited. <laughs> more like voluntold, to show up at the Grand Hotel Kempinski in Dallas in 1995. And, and my, my, my now ex-wife at the time was very pregnant, like extremely pregnant with my daughter. Uh, so we rode up there from Fort Hood. I was in the Army. I, I, served, uh, I served in West Germany, Desert Storm, and then uh, Fort Hood down in Texas uh, for roughly 10 years of my life. Um, before going into trucking. Anyway, we got there and he had his stage manager. He had his, all, all his whole, his whole entourage. But I mean, he was, if they got the lighting wrong and, and the light guy at one point didn't want to put the light on grandpa just right. And grandpa was like, he wasn't mean, but he was very particular about stuff. And, I got to uh, tell you a quick and, story, and then I'm going to have to let you go. First of all, thanks for what you do as right. a trucker. Congrats on your granddad. You got to be so proud of that. Um, and I, I, I've got to run, but I will tell you, once I, well, I threw a football and broke the lights, the lighting guys made me fix it myself. I got up on the ladder and said, hell yeah, I'll fix it. It was my mistake. Done. Uh, anyway, thanks, James. Appreciate it. We're going to send you the real book, too, an autographed copy. Stay right there. Linda will send you that. If you have time, you want to read it. Thank you for buying the audio book. I, I put my heart into it. I did it all myself. Uh, Amazon.com. That's on sale 40% off also. Sean Hannity's new book is now available. Live 
free or die in stores and online everywhere. All right, Amazon.com, uh, 40% off, and that includes uh, the audio book. We have an ebook available, too, but 40% off the hard copy. Uh, thank you again for making uh, uh, Live Free or Die America and the World on the Brink, number one. Now let's save the country in 76 days, which is the win that really matters. Uh, being number one and staying number one and preserving and protecting free market, capitalism, risk, reward, invention, innovation, that has created a standard of living unmatched in human history, second to none. And, of course, we, with liberty, freedom, capitalism, yeah, we've advanced the entire world's uh, condition. And we've improved uh, humanity throughout the entire world. You know, we share our innovation. We share our invention. You know, it's um, we've advanced the human condition. Not perfect, no, but we have the means to become a more perfect union. Uh, I want to go to how insane the left is. Now, this has been nothing but nonstop. I call it a cult, psychotic, rage, hypnotic trance. You got the mob and the media, 99% pretty much. Then we've got, of course, the Democratic Party. Now, Bernie was once an outlier in that party. He's now the mainstream thought leader of all things radical Democratic Socialist. And led by AOC, and we heard her laundry list last night of, of full-on radical socialist ideas, New Green Deal, etc. Now, Biden, uh, Kamala, she introduced the New Green Deal in the Senate. Biden's already pledged trillions for the New Green Deal madness. Uh, we know that the economics are for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be Bernie Sanders. Because they're actually lifting Bernie Sanders' economic agenda, many cases, word for word. So this is the most radical ticket of a major party ever in history. You'll decide you're the ultimate jury in 76 days. But this hatred of all things Trump, I've, I've said if he cures cancer, they'd want to impeach him. Well, let me let me just give you another glimpse into the rage and hatred this time in the media. Well, and Ben Rhodes, who was with the Obama team, uh, Joy Reid over at uh, MSDNC asking Ben Rhodes if there should be Trump a Trump Crimes Commission if Biden wins. Listen to this. So I wonder if you're of the mind that if Biden wins, if Joe Biden becomes president, that there should be something like a Trump Crimes Commission. Should he should he impanel such a commission? And do you think that members of the Trump campaign, including up to the president, should be at least looked at for prosecution? There's no question in my mind, George, that there has to be an accountability process if Joe Biden wins to protect the integrity of our democracy. It's not about getting revenge. It's not about going after political opponents. That's what Donald Trump does. No, that's what they've done. The whole Russia witch hunt lie hoax. Oh, OK, well, let's have a Biden crime commission. We'll start with quid pro quo Joe leveraging a billion dollars of our money to get a prosecutor fired, which he successfully had done, uh, who was investigating his zero experience on Hunter getting paid millions. Then we'll have another Biden crime commission on uh, the, the relationship with him and China and Hunter Biden's zero experience again. What ended up being $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. And we're here to weigh in on all things convention and madness, Joe Concha. Opinion columnist, The Hill, the great Mark Simone. He's the host of our morning show, 
the all-new AM710 WOR New York. And welcome back, uh, both of you. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, that The hatred runs that deep. Yeah, it's a novel idea. Investigate Donald Trump. I'd have to think about that for a minute. So, they had yeah, Mueller really. do it. Uh, the <laughs> attorney in New York did it. The attorney general in New York did it. Nadler did it. Schiff did it. Uh, uh, impeachment hearings. But maybe maybe the 37th uh, investigation might turn up something. Uh, hey, I think the, the key to last night's convention, I'm watching Colbert and Fallon. They both ridiculed it. That's when you know it was a bomb. That's when you know it didn't work. It was like a bad PBS fundraiser. It was like uh, like one of those middle-of-the-night infomercials with some old TV star trying to sell you insurance. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's very, hilarious. Very By the way, those rating. infomercials late at night are more interesting. I've actually bought products from infomercials. I, I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it. I like everything I bought. Yeah, they own all of Hollywood. They've got all the directors and writers and producers, and they said, you think they could do better video than that stuff? It was uh, low ratings, and then they said, well, people are on Zoom all day. They have Zoom fatigue. Meantime, they're watching five seasons of The Sopranos, 21 episodes of The Office. <laughs> Nobody had any fatigue. By the way, just- watch Blacklist. That's my new binge-watching. Have you watched it? Oh, is that the James Spader one? Yeah. I love that show. Great show. All right. Let, what The ratings now were down 42% from 2016, Joe Concha. Yeah. Uh, the you can't network. spin a decline of 42%. The 42% on Monday, and I, I got the uh, new numbers for night two, and the drop was even more on broadcast networks, ABC, CBS, NBC. The drop was 48% when compared to 2016. And remember, we're kind of in a pandemic right now where there aren't a lot of social options. not like I could go to a Yankee game and say, or maybe, you know, get together with some friends uh, for an indoor meal at a restaurant here in Jersey. So, yeah, with people basically stuck at home, the fact that you've lost half your audience on the broadcast networks, that's a problem. When you throw in the cable news networks, because obviously uh, they cover this stuff a lot more being on 24-7, then the drop was about 30% overall. So still, that's very bad news. I think it's a sign of enthusiasm around uh, this particular ticket and the party in general. And and look, it's been very predictable, right, outside of just homogenized and cringy at times, because all we see is, I'm not hearing any solutions, guys. I'm not hearing any policy. I'm not hearing any optimism. Shining city on the hill or open change or make America great again? No, it's just slams Trump, roast Trump, go after Trump. And oh, by the way, Joe Biden's a decent and normal guy, which, you know, on a bumper sticker isn't exactly going to get people out to go vote. So this is what we're looking at here. It's, it's basically a convention that seems aimed at the woke mob and the CNN and MSNBC audiences. But when it comes to bringing in independence that you need to win Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, I'm sorry. I don't see what the message is here outside of Trump is a bad guy, which Hillary Clinton tried in 2016, and that got her a set of steak knives and a concession speech, Sean. <laughs> Ouch. I think that was well prepared and delivered. Great job, Joe Concha. Mark Simone, okay. your take overall. Well, uh, first, there was one message, you know, with the coronavirus, we were too slow. We, had, we were slow. We were, if you're looking for speed, I don't think Joe Biden is the guy you go to. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a good point. Yeah, Bill Clinton talked about a command center. Uh, you know, if you were need a guy to run a command center, I don't think you'd pick Joe Biden. And the saddest thing, you know, they had Bill Clinton, they had Hillary Clinton. Uh, because of that, the, uh, the History Channel decided to carry it live. John Kerry... Uh, I think the problem was they were all elitist zillionaires. Caroline Kennedy from a $27 million mansion on Cape Cod. Carrie from one of his seven mansions. Uh, Michelle Obama. And they were there to talk to you about income inequality. I just don't think it was sincere. It didn't look convincing.
You know, Ari Fleischer made a good point yesterday, Joe Concha, and that is that the Democratic Party now, that they really have become a party of the elite, uh, the the party of Hollywood, the party of, um, you know, they're not the party of working men and women anymore. And oh, no. this is now this is now why I think the country is transitioning and that blue collar workers, they're going for Trump because his policies work for them. There was even a New York Times editorial board member uh, named Mara Gay who was on uh, MSNBC yesterday, and she said that uh, the, the Biden platform now is infinitely more liberal uh, than that of even Barack Obama's in, in 2008. Or if you even want to talk about Bill Clinton in 1996, hey, at least he worked with Newt Gingrich on welfare reform, right? Could you ever picture a Democratic Party doing that now? And, and look, I, I'd love to hear more from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as far as what exactly their platform really is, since I'm not really getting it at the convention. And the problem is they're not doing any interviews with anyone. Remember, they've done two public events together, and they run off the stage like they're Usain Bolt before they take any questions from reporters, which will probably be friendly questions anyway, and they still don't want to take them. So now their first joint interview, guys, will be with... People Magazine, not sixty minutes where people usually go, or maybe I'm really, that, that People's going to be a hard-hitting magazine. Well, after Cardi B, right? I have an interesting People story. If you're interested in hearing, so one day they come over and they they want to show me because I always, you know, when my kids were younger, I'd make them breakfast. And first thing is they come in the afternoon, and I'm like, okay, I can cook breakfast any time of the day. You know, I have no problem. And then they didn't want me to actually be the cook. And then I come down in sweatpants, a baseball hat on backwards, and, and my sneakers and T-shirt on. They're like, oh, no, no, we need you to get dressed up. I said, well, I wouldn't get dressed up to, to make breakfast. breakfast. This is how I'd look. Well, what kind and of breakfast are we talking here? Flapjacks? Always, always room for flapjacks, John. Uh, listen, they're called pancakes where I grew up. Okay, yeah, pancakes. Huh, um, all right. But uh, and, and I'm like, okay, whatever you want. I'll put on my stress shirt, and I'll cook <laughs> bacon and splatter all the grease all over me. That's um, weird. So, but uh, by my count, Mark Simone, 34 questions for Biden that he answered from reporters uh, that see, seem very pre-planned to me. Donald Trump, 1,800 and whatever. It's unbelievable. This, this weekend at Bernie's routine that they're trying to get away with and the media, the New York Times, all the networks, where are they on this? Where you, and the, you know, Bill Clinton and his uh, thing said, uh, you want a president that just watches TV all day. Biden's the one stuck in his basement. He's the one that's not off his couch. Donald Trump's been in seven cities this week, and it's only Wednesday. Uh, I mean, the lies were unbelievable. And there's never any correction, never any fact-checking. Uh, watch next week, the Republican convention, see if that holds true. So how competent are both of you how this ends? Because, look, I, I don't know. I'm Irish. I'm always waiting for the next bomb to drop on my head, right? So... I just take the view with elections that you take nothing for granted. And the analogy I use, both of your friends with Linda, she has no idea what it means, but it's two minutes left in the in the game. You got the ball at your own 20-yard line. You've got no timeouts. You got to march down the field 80 yards, cross the plane, kick the extra point to win. That's how, that's how urgent it is for me because it's hard for a Republican. They've got to thread the needle and win, run the table. And Joe Montana did that against the Bengals, I believe, in 1989, uh, showing in Miami, a uh, game-winning drive. Ended a what a show-off, but I'm actually impressed. Go ahead. All right, thank you. So anyway, story for another time. Uh, yeah, look, how, how confident in a Trump victory. 
I look at Goldman Sachs and their forecast for the third quarter, and they're saying a 27% jump in GDP, basically wiping out what happened in Q2. And we're seeing already record stock market performances, which shows you that there is an optimism out there from investors that really reflects that, you know, maybe things are getting better. And there's been millions of jobs that have mattered just in the last three months alone when that wasn't supposed to start until the fall. So I think the economy will be fine. And if you look at the last two presidents not to win re-election, Carter and George H.W. Bush, they were in recessions, right? So hard to beat an incumbent when you have a good economy. Then you look at the lawlessness in Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, New York, Atlanta, and you say, okay, Joe Biden hasn't even spoken about this or condemned it once. Wait a minute, yeah, no, Harris he's never praised. He said general. he's yeah, supporting the defund effort. Kamala right, exactly. is supporting the defund effort. It's and the police, they, they become the enemy, Joe said. All right, stay right there. Mark Simone and Joe Concha. All right, as we continue, Joe Concha, Mark Simone uh, with us. Uh, Mark, I don't think we got to you. How is this going to play out? How do you see it playing out? Well, if you look at any real poll, Donald Trump wins this. It's going to be close, but he'll win this. Now, uh, there's always an October surprise. So far this year, they've hit us with riots, defund the police, looting, uh, a pandemic. I don't know what they got next. Volcanoes, locusts, who knows what they're going to pull. But uh, I think they made the biggest miscalculation ever with the, the rioting, the looting, the defund, the police. A couple of weeks ago, I was on this show, and I said he'll carry New York. And you guys are going to have me committed for that. But uh, even the president has said New York is in play. I think they miscalculated. People all over in all our major cities don't like this, this looting, rioting, arson, defund the police. They will vote to stop it. Secretly, that's what they're thinking. I think it's that. I think secretly, uh, Joe Concha, people are looking at Joe, and they kind of figured out he lost a fastball if he ever had one. Yeah, and, and look, when he takes office, he, if he wins, he'll be older than Ronald Reagan was on his last day of office, and obviously Ronald Reagan was our oldest president. And so you're getting Joe Biden in his 80s, uh, potentially, and I think people say, wait a minute, this, this person is not ready for this. But one more point on polls. You got to look at the battlegrounds, right? Because that's where the, the that's where the elections always decided, not the whole country. That's Hillary Clinton, right? Again, popular vote doesn't mean a lot. But in 15 battleground states, in a CNN poll this week, Donald Trump is down one point, 49, 48. To Mark's point, pandemic, riots, you name it, impeached this year. We forget about that. Also, all these things have happened. Yet you're only up one point. That's a big, big problem going into an election where the economy is only going to get better, Sean. Well, we see that, and we saw today the daily COVID cases, death numbers tumble. Lowest numbers uh, of new cases since June 29th. That helps reopen the economy. That helps prosperity. And uh, thank you both. Mark Simone, Joe Concha, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Programming reminder, 7 Eastern tonight. I'll be on with our friend uh, Rich uh, Rich Scioli from WPHT in Philly. And this is for autographed copies. If you want Live Free or Die, you can get your discounted copy, Amazon.com, 40% off. Uh, Same with, uh, let's see. Books a Million has deep discounts, Barnes & Noble, Costco, Walmart, Target. They all, you know, I'm glad that they, they've offered the best price possible. And uh, thank you for making Live Free or Die number one. We'll take a quick break. Your calls, final half hour, straight ahead. Live Free or Die, 40% off, Amazon.com. Uh, great discounts, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Costco, Walmart, uh, etc. Um, and we're hoping that you can get a, uh, a piece of it and read it and understand it and get your copy rather and hopefully uh this can be used as your intellectual base to make arguments to your friends and family and everybody else we go into great specificity and detail what is what why has america become the greatest country god gave man what are the principles that got us here 
What is it about natural rights and God-given rights and, you know, are really are in being endowed by our creator, not the thing? Uh, and and what liberty and freedom allows the the human allows human beings to to bring forth from themselves and how we have led the world in invention, innovation. Why capitalism risk reward, the great inventors, the great entrepreneurs, the, the great risk takers. And we built the standard of living second to numb and literally accumulated more power. We have advanced the human condition and we've saved the world from evil. And then what this this rise of radicals, their insane 2020 New Green Deal, Medicare for all, everything's free agenda. How historically, no matter what name it's given, I don't care if Mao, the revolution, 40 million people dead from starvation, former Soviet Union, the disaster, the Bolshevik Revolution. And of course, Soviet expansionism in Hungary and Bulgaria and Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia, Poland and East Germany to the mix. You know, the misery, the death that that resulted there. You know, then we got Nazism, fascism, you know, all those systems. We defeated all of them. But whatever the socialism form, whatever the name they give it at the time, never works. And it always ends the same way. Poverty, misery, and a loss of freedoms. And then it's a matter of what degree of freedom lost. You think Cuba's doing well? I don't think so. Venezuela, how's that working out? Their socialism there, not very well. So that that's what's on that that is what we is at stake in just seventy six short days. Again, Rich Cioli is going to be hosting our town hall tonight, a virtual town hall. This is for signed copies. If you want a signed copy, uh, join us at seven o'clock tonight. Thanks to our friends in Philly, our a big talker there, the twelve ten WPHT. And uh, looking forward to that. And uh, don't forget, you get discounts forty percent off on Amazon.com. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. As promised, Mike is in the great state of North Carolina. Now in 76 days, we'll be watching North Carolina early in the night, early in the evening, as the potential yeah. bellwether of all things that might happen there. Mike, how are you? Oh, Glad you called, sir. I'm good. Thanks for having me on, Sean. And I'm telling you, North Carolina's voting Trump this election. And uh, and I'll tell you, Sean, it's not going to be the only state that might uh, that's going to go red. Um it's funny, too, because I was just having that conversation last night, especially with the way Cooper has been handling this COVID crisis. People are just people are just sick of the Democratic policies. And anyway, I wanted to bring up my brother real quick. He's, he's been in the hospital since last week. He was uh, struck by a vehicle. He's 21 years old. He could really oh, no. use some prayers for a speedy recovery. He's 21. Your 21 year old brother. Um, how bad are the injuries? Um, actually, it's, it's an absolute miracle. This car hit him going, you know, 50 miles an hour and. <laughs> And uh, he sustained no no major head damage and, and no major back damage. But, you know, he's got a broken leg and his, his ribs are busted up and, you know, his liver's a little Well, at least those things up, can heal. I, it sounds like he's exactly. banged up pretty bad, but it's, it, you're right. If you're, did his airbag deploy? Uh, he was a pedestrian. Oh, jeez. 50 miles yeah. an hour, he got slammed by a car, and he, he doesn't have any head injuries at all? Yeah, it's a miracle. Wow, that's a miracle. A miracle. Thank God. Well, nope. he's in our prayers. I'm sorry prayers. you're dealing with that. Thank you. Well, anyway, I called because I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on on an observation I had made, and uh, it's it's this this playbook that the Democrats have with their media counterparts, and how they they've been dealing with with the Trump administration since he's been in office. It's that they always set him up in these lose lose situations, uh, so they always have an angle on him no matter what happens. 
And uh, I just really want to make this clear so that, you know, Democratic voters out there can identify it themselves. You know, you look, you look back at the most recent example of this, this mail-in ballot scheme. You know, if, if Trump, you know, goes along with this scheme, then the Democrats, they're, they're going to be able to steal this election because there's going to be obvious fraud, you know. And, and on top of that, like, there's going to be a, a wait to go on. If you look back at the, some of the primaries we had where they tried to use a phone app to count, what was it, Illinois? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, I've gone through uh, the, the whole history of this fraud. I won't do it again now, but I mean, uh, it's real. It's all real. It's absolutely real. Yeah. And, and uh, of course, if he doesn't allow it, then, you know, they're going to project onto him that he's trying to steal the election. And it's just the lose lose for him, you know. And it even goes back to how he's been dealing with coronavirus, you know, when they pushed Trump for a national shutdown. And in the same breath, you know, they're going to call him an authoritarian for doing so. And of course, you know, thank God he didn't. But, of course, you had the governors that, that went along with it anyway. But Trump never pulled the hammer down, and yet they laid those lives at his feet anywho. Can you, and, can you uh, imagine if the, if the truckers didn't truck, if the manufacturers of medical PPE didn't work, if the packers didn't pack and farmers didn't farm? What would have happened if the country really shut down? We would have died in New York. We, would have, we literally would have, we would have starved to death. Uh, the death count, the death toll would have been... So far beyond what anybody had even thought about or predicted. No, listen, all these experts got it wrong. That's the big takeaway. All of them got it wrong. The original predictions came out. You know, Fauci was up there talking about two million deaths, and against all his advisors, Trump was able to to shut down travel from China and Europe and and other countries. And and what do they do? They they call him a xenophobe. You know, and they don't even mention the lives he saved. And then, uh, and even if he didn't do that, there's no question they would have laid all those deaths at his feet. Just like they've been doing now, even though they said the travel ban, like Biden had said the travel ban months later was actually a good idea. You know, and they do it in everything. They, they always have to have an angle on them. Even, even back with, with Pfizergate and Russiagate, you know, where, uh, where. Well, this is why you can't trust them. They just, they, they are liars. They, they, tr- nobody in the mob and the media or the Democratic Party has spoken out and said, we can't have another coup attempt and we can't be spying on presidential candidates and we can't be spying on presidents. And uh, what, what happened here was wrong. We can't have premeditated fraud on a court. You can't have one candidate violate the Espionage Act uh, and then delete subpoenaed emails the way Hillary did. They, they, nobody's criticized any of this. Or Joe Biden's quid pro quo uh, with zero experience Hunter. They take on breathtaking hypocrisy. For them, it's the ends justifies the means. And if you can't criticize that abuse of power, there's no honesty in you. That's why the mob is so corrupt. Democratic Party is corrupt. I mean, I, I really worry greatly if, if they were ever to take power and do the things they say they're going to do. America as we know it now is be it'd be unrecognizable, and it'll happen very quickly. It'll be very dangerous. Anyway, we'll, yeah. uh, I, w- I want to say thank you for a good call, Mike. All the best. Best to your brother. Uh, let's say hi to Trucker Dave, New York. What's up, Trucker Dave? We love our truckers. Thank you for all you do. Hey, welcome to Wild Truckers Wednesday, Sean. Wild, I'm going to so- send you an audio book so you can listen while you're on the road. Are you an over-the-road guy? Yes, I am, and an uh, audio book would be right up my alley, buddy. I love that. I read the whole thing myself. The initial sit-down was in one Friday, one Saturday, 10 hours, one Sunday, 9 hours, and then some fixes and that, you know stuff, about 22 straight hours. Very few authors actually read their whole book, but I, I, I did it. 
That's awesome. Well, you're one of my heroes, and you know, we could use the wisdom of another one of my heroes right now, Charlie Daniels. Boy, I miss that guy. He, I loved him. Great human being. Great yeah, human being. I know it. Hey, listen, uh, Sean, I was doing some opposition research on Saturday. I was yep. scouting out National Public Radio. They said that the American Postal Workers Union endorsed the Biden-Harris ticket. Now, what could go wrong with that? Is that not a conflict of interest if we're going to do mail-in voting on a mass scale? Let the postal workers sort through it and throw out the Republicans because we didn't vote the way they wanted? Listen, I I just—how's the government doing with your DMV? How's the government (laughs) doing with those Obamacare promises? How's the government doing in, in all these liberal cities run by liberal Democrats for decades and liberal states? How are they doing with law, order, safety, security, and education? How's that Social Security lockbox doing, the one they raided and robbed? You know what? I don't trust these people to do anything right. And it, again, look at what they were willing to do to take power away from, you know, Donald Trump and literally undermine a, a duly elected president. First, trying to you know, influence the election by abusing power, turning the powerful tools of the FBI and, and the intelligence uh, services, the one percent doing it, not the ninety nine uh, against the presidential candidate with a with an insurance policy. If it's screwed up, none of them ever mention it. That tells you all you need to know about how corrupt they are and how low they will go. Yes, and here's Trucker Dave's advice, Sean. Vote okay. once, vote in person. And vote right. So I'm pulling the lever for Trump and Pence. I'm voting in person. I'm taking the week of the election off. I don't want to be anywhere near a big city after the election. I'm going to be home up on the farm in northern New York. Smart place. I may need to call you for some sanctuary up there. Although, if I really want sanctuary, I need to get the hell out of New York. Uh, Thank you, Trucker Dave. Thanks for all you do every day. Uh, Mike is in Illinois. Mike, hi. How are you? We're glad you called, sir. Hey, Sean, thank you so much. I've been listening to you since 2001. Since I was a wow, teenager. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm an elected official here in McDonough County, Illinois, and I just wanted to tell you that I have never seen so many Trump flags and, and signs all over the places I travel for my job, and I'm telling you the ground swelling of support is huge for him, and we also have a United States Senate candidate, Mark Curran, who is a former sheriff, who's running against Dick Durbin, and he is running a phenomenal campaign. He's been working this for a year. The momentum is on his side as well. With all the hatred against law enforcement, there's a backlash now by common people to support law enforcement. And Mark Curran and Donald Trump may pull off the surprise uh, of the decade in Illinois. I'm telling you, they're not pulling anything right now They're not because they don't expect it. But I'm telling you, I'm seeing it everywhere. The amount of enthusiasm... I've never seen anything like it. I wish I could believe that. I'm dubious, but I'm not. uh, Listen, your own eyes are showing you something apparently that is not being picked up. I think that's the case everywhere. Very, very interesting when the Cato Institute uh, determines that 62 percent of Donald Trump voters will never tell a poster. They're not going to they're not going to say a word. People that won't wear a MAGA hat, people that maybe don't show up at rallies, people that are going to go in. And they're going to look at their cities. They're going to look at the chaos, uh, the anarchy. Look at the Democratic Party supporting the anarchy, not stopping the anarchy and not keeping their citizenry safe. They're going to look at the, the same politicians that have screwed up the, the educational system. So it's, it's literally, 
you'd have to you know knock it down and build it up again. And I think there's a way to do it rather inexpensively. I've talked about that. Do online education available for any kid all over the country and make it free and just have a parent or a neighbor or a grandparent just guide a kid all the way from K through 12. And if you follow that curriculum, that kid's going to do well um, because you need some alternative to these failing schools. We know their Obamacare promises failed. And look, I, I, I am just stunned for all these years in all these big cities that they keep reelecting the same people that promise, promise, promise every two, every four years to tell you Republicans are evil. And that meanwhile, they don't lift a finger to fix the, the damage. This ad in Baltimore, I was on with Sean Casey yesterday, a buddy of mine that WCBM and there's a congressional candidate, uh, Kimberly classic. Amazing. She put this ad out about, you want to see the real Baltimore? We put it up on Hannity.com, and it's up on my Twitter site, uh, at Sean Hannity. Remember, 13 public high schools in Baltimore, third highest per capita spending per student in the industrialized world. 13 public high schools, not one kid proficient in mathematics. Very few even reading. I mean, that is such an epic, spectacular fail. We should all be absolutely mortified at that. Anyway, I appreciate the call, Mike. I hope you're right. Thank you. We'll be watching 76 days, and you get to decide. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News, loaded up news information. The mob, the media will never give you convention coverage. We got Eric Trump, Jared Kushner tonight, Carl Rove's analysis. I mentioned earlier in the program, Greg Abbott. Yeah, you're not going to fund the police? Okay, you're not getting state funds. Reince Priebus, Mike Huckabee, Ari Fleischer, Dan Bongino, Tammy Bruce. Set your DVR, 9 Eastern Fox News. We'll see you tonight at 9. Don't forget, Amazon.com. 40% off, live free or die. And at 7 Eastern, just go to Hannity.com. Rich Scioli, the WPHT Town Hall for signed copies. All right? 7 o'clock Eastern, an hour from now. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. 